0: So my friends, our gospel reading today comes from chapter 10 of St. Matthew's Gospel, which is the apostolic discourse of our Lord. Matthew's Gospel is broken into five major speeches that Jesus gives. The most popular and longest is the Sermon on the Mount, which is chapters five through seven. But then there's four other, you know, good-sized chunks of preaching. uh, And this one is Jesus' instructions specifically to his apostles, on how they're to act and how they're to carry out the mission uh, upon which he is sending them. And so we hear today in a particular way, he tells them, what I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And I think that this line, uh, we can consider a few different points of his instructions today. But to start, this instruction of our Lord, namely that, all of their preaching and all of their instructions, all of it is going to flow first from their relationship to him and their conversation with him. The apostles aren't just going to go out and make stuff up, right? He says, no, what you hear, what, you, what, I, what I say to you in the darkness, you are to speak in the light. And so we, as each one of us is called to be active and apostolic. As each one of us is called to spread the gospel, where does the stuff come from to spread the gospel? It comes from our conversation, first and foremost, with our Lord Jesus Christ. It comes from our personal prayer. That all work of evangelization is just the overflowing of our life of prayer and of study of our faith, and it all has to be that we actually talk to Jesus, right? Like, we, we can't possibly, we can't possibly preach about Jesus and talk and, and proclaim Jesus if we don't talk about him, if we don't talk to him. We need to speak with him. We need to pray and have that time of conversation with God. It's, it's sharing our experience of someone that we love. I, I really enjoy reading I'm a big fan of reading, and I like a lot of different books. I like a lot of authors. One of my favorite authors is Brandon Sanderson. He's a fantasy author, and he's wonderful. And basically, any any chance I get the time to, any time I get the chance to recommend, a, I'm like, yes, you should read Brandon Sanderson. If you want fantasy, he's great. If you want science fiction, he's great. And he's a Mormon, so everything he writes is really clean and good. And so you don't have to worry about, you know, any kind of racy content or whatever. It's good. And he's a good author and a good storyteller. And I can say that because I've spent probably way too many hours reading or listening on audiobook to the works of Brandon Sanderson, right? Uh, Because I've invested the time first to know the content. Well, all the more so with the gospel, with the Lord Jesus, How am I ever gonna share Jesus if I haven't spoken to him? If I haven't read the biographies of his life that are the four gospels? If I haven't really engaged with him in prayer, if I don't have that, that personal relationship? All of our preaching, all of our sharing of the gospel starts in personal relationship with Christ. We have to know him. We have to love him. Not very long ago, I was talking to a priest who's trying to be very hip. And he said, he told me that ChatGPT writes incredible homilies, right? That ChatGPT, he's like, you couldn't tell the difference. He put some stuff into ChatGPT. He said, it kicked out probably one of the best homilies he's ever given in his life. Um, whatever that says about the other homilies he's given in his life, who knows? But uh, it is, you know, that there's something about, like, oh yeah, we could just plug it in and the AI is going to write a way better. And he actually said... You know, Father Casey, probably could make a better homily than you've ever given in your entire life, too, right? Okay, maybe it could come up with something clever, but it doesn't come from relationship. Chat, GPT, or any other kind of AI, they don't—it doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so while it may be a literary, literarily nice thing, it doesn't come from relationship. All preaching and all spreading of the gospel starts with relationship with Jesus Christ personal prayer, personal encounter with the person of God made man. And summer can be a great time for us each to engage in this in a deeper way. You know, if we have a little bit more free time in the summer, to spend a bit more time in personal prayer, to spend a bit more time talking to our Lord. Summer reading, what a great summer reading project it would be to read all four Gospels and maybe to read some commentary, you know, some some work of theology or some aspect of spirituality. We're starting every week now. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but every week now we're giving a book recommendation in the bulletin, something that can just help us learn a little bit more about our faith. And so those could be some great uh, ways that we can just pick up a little bit more. So these are, this is how we're supposed to evangelize, starting with that personal relationship. But, but, even when we do that, we may and very well often will be rejected. Jesus says, no slave is above the master, right? And so if they reject Jesus, the master, if they reject Jesus himself, who is all of his preaching came from that personal relationship he had, the constant dialogue with the Father, then no matter how good our works of evangelization may be, and we should give everything we have to them, People may still reject us, but we're not called to be successful. Mother Teresa says, God doesn't call us to be successful. He calls us to be faithful. And even if we know we're going to be rejected, we still have to share Jesus. We have to share the Jesus that we know and that we love. People may reject us, but that's okay um, because we're called to be on mission. And when they do reject us, and we get a little nervous about that, and we think maybe because I tried to share the gospel with someone, they're not going to be my friend anymore. They're not going to like me as so much. Now look, if you do it in a weird way, that's probably not good, right? But if we try with all normalness, if we try with naturalness to really share the gospel, to be a loving friend, to be a good Christian, to live Christian morals, and we really, you know, we, we do our part, and they still reject us, okay, like that, that happens. And there may be even some serious consequences, right? Uh, The apostles uh, are going to die. Everyone except St. John. They all die because they spread the God. And St. John, they tried hard to kill him, um, but he, he suffered a lot, right? And so sometimes we have to suffer for the sake of the gospel. Sometimes we have to suffer in testimony to the moral truths of our faith. And we'll be rejected. And we will be criticized. And a day may come when we'll be thrown in prison. There's places in the world where people are regularly still put to death because of their belief in Jesus Christ. And it could be very easy to say in these times, oh, oh, no, like what's going to happen? You get nervous, right? It's a natural human thing to get nervous. And Jesus, here he encourages us, are not two sparrows sold for a small coin and not one of them falls to the ground, right? Not one of these sparrows dies without your father's knowledge. So even the hairs on your head have been counted, right? God knows. God knows. He knows our fidelity. He knows our love. He's not blind to the, when, we, when we suffer, particularly for preaching the gospel and for bearing witness to him. He knows. He does. We, we, we are not far from the mind of God. God is actively attentive to us. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. Now, there's a little, a little twist on this that I like because we don't necessarily get it. But sparrows are not, they're not expensive And right? Two sparrows sold for a small coin. We don't really sell birds anymore. Um, And so summers, people go to carnivals, things like that. A modern example of this would be goldfish, right? Are not hundreds of goldfish taken home in little plastic bags every weekend, only to be flushed down the toilet, within probably a couple hours, right? Whatever the lifespan of goldfish is, going home in a plastic bag for a carnival, that's not that, those aren't betting odds, right? Um, but hey, not a single one of those goldfish gets flushed down the toilet without our Heavenly Father seeing and knowing. So don't worry. we We're worth more than many goldfish, right? God pays attention to us. He knows us. If he's paying attention to a goldfish flushed down the toilet... He's paying attention to us, his beloved sons and daughters. He knows. He gives us the strength to bear witness. This is the love and the attentiveness that our Heavenly Father has for each one of us. So my friends, we have to evangelize. We have to spread the gospel. It starts with personal relationship. And then even in the face of rejection, we still are called to be faithful, to bear witness to our Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that in all things, Our Heavenly Father is gazing on us lovingly, that he's watching us and providing for us as we live in constant relationship with him, seeking always the proclamation of the kingdom of his glory.